Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Lovely Writer Episode 1. I had been really, really, totally excited about this series. I mean, the previews looked absolutely awesome. The actors I like from other shows, well, not particularly. The one played Corn in Until We Meet Again, and I think we all kind of know how we feel about Corn. No offense, I mean, you know, give or take. But anyway, I was still very excited about this series. However, I was rather disheartened, I will say, by the pilot. How, but I'm not letting that quit me from watching the series because I have found that over the years, pilots usually, to take an American word, phrase, idiom, suck brick. And Lovely White Rider Episode 1 really kind of fit that qualifier. It kind of sucked brick. Um, the story opens with the writer Gene working on his next BL novel and really having kind of a character crisis because he knows he's meant for better things than to write the kind of stuff that he's writing. And he's having, I would say, kind of moral dilemma over his job making money and what he knows he should do. I really think this is an interesting scene because the thing I find intriguing about um, BL drama is I will watch a BL drama and I will really, really like the drama. But if I sit down and try to read the book that the drama is based off of, I end up basically wanting to really kind of throw it against the wall with the couple that I have tried. Um, like, for example, uh, what's it called? One of my favorites. <sighs> the name escapes me right now. Love by Chance. I tried the book, let's just say that was an utter disaster, and then I also tried Love Life on the Line. Again, utter disaster for Anna. Now everyone to each their own, but for Anna it was like, this is nothing like the drama series, and it lacks the moral fiber that I really appreciated in the series, but found very delinquent in the book itself, that these are based off of. In the same way, Gene, the writer of this BL that he has made that is now being made into a series, is having a moral conundrum about if he should continue to write the stuff he's writing, which he believes, and I totally can see his point, is sexual harassment, or if he should, you know, work on his dark um, novel that he wants to do that no one wants to publish. And he's really kind of being pulled along by a bunch of people who want him to do X, but he doesn't want to do X because number one, he doesn't like writing that kind of stuff. And number two, he doesn't feel that it's morally right to write that kind of stuff. Also, number three, he's never, I don't think, been in any kind of relationship. And so he does not feel um, capable of writing anything about relationships, especially personal matters regarding relationships like his publisher wants him to write. And so Gene's having all these conundrums rolling up inside him, all these problems. And he ends up getting hornswoggled or forced to go to an audition for the engineer series that his book is based, the book is being made into a series for TV in Thailand. And he's being forced to go see if the cast would be a good fit. The casting uh, meeting kind of goes 
it's not really Gene's thing. He's a very quiet person. There are many aspects of Gene that I do like, although I really don't particularly like his character at the moment, um, simply because of the material that he writes. But um, the one thing I do like about him is he has the awkwardness that I think is kind of innate in a lot of people in that they want to maybe do something differently, but they don't feel capable of doing that different thing, of making that change. And I love the scene in particular where he is sitting in his office that is a total mess, and he's kind of just sitting on his beanbag. He's rolling his scooter around the floor. He's just kind of having this moment. And I think, you know, in life, we all have moments that are a lot like that. I mean, I can think I'm in my life of several times when you're sitting there, not because you're writing what I would consider utter, you know, sexual harassment material, but because you're having a moment when you, you know what you should do, but you don't know how to do it, or you're not sure how to process the steps to get to the point you want to be at. And I love that scene in the beginning of this episode. I have to say that scene was great, although the reason why I did not like it all. So he is at the casting for the new series, and this young man called Nubsib, Nubsib, Nimsib, Nimsib, I think, comes in. And Nimsib, as Gene is leaving the casting room, because he's just kind of had it up to here with all these people, and he's a very quiet person, Nimsib grabs him by the arm and starts saying his lines like he is the... Um, person in the script that he is talking to. This really throws Gene off guard. It's basically Gene has this moment where everyone is kind of filtered out of the room and it's just him and Nimsib. And as he's having that moment, he can't quite figure out why Nimsib has made everything different, has made him have a new perspective. It makes him very uncomfortable. He ends up getting totally stressed and kind of exiting the room and then later on after the casting is done and Nemesib is hired to play the one of the lead roles, one of the two lead roles, he is very standoffish about it. He doesn't like Nemesib, but there's something about Nemesib that kind of makes him do a double take. And I think this is what I like best about the BL series is in general, is that they usually have the characters end up liking someone because they make them question something about their own life. They make them turn their head and kind of tilt it to the side and go, why do they look at the world so differently? And what is it about that looking at the world differently that makes me kind of have a curiosity about them or a liking of them? And I think for me personally, that's why I really, really like the BL dramas that I do like. Because I'm not seeing that in the rom-coms. I mean, no offense, usually the rom-coms are about, well, that person looks handsome, that person looks cute, and that's where they go with them. And Anna's is like, you know, to me, it's, it's how you see the world that really makes someone unique. And so that's why I tend to really like, obsessively like certain BL dramas. But as he's dealing with this in the casting party, he ends up going out and getting a coffee. And as he's at the coffee kiosk, Nemesib comes up and says, can I, um, I have some questions about the character, and I also want to thank you, and I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable with me saying my lines to you like that. I, I didn't mean to do that. And he says, can I um, ask you some questions about my character in the book that you wrote? Because I would like some clarification on this for, since I'm going to be portraying that character. 
And he says, but I don't really want to ask them now. Can I get your number and ask you later? <laughs> and I think this is kind of a funny scene because he ends up giving Nemsib his number. And then you have this um, other actor named A, who is also a college student like Nemsib, and they both go to the same college, come up and try to start flirting with Nemsib, which really, I mean, no offense, this is a really awkward moment. Gene kind of exits left. Numsib F6 right, and you know, it's just an awkward moment. Um, I do not like the A character at all. He's very, um, what would the term be? A is very brash. He's very abrupt. He comes in and just basically tries to take all, and you all know it. And it's very uncomfortable feeling in this series, I think. And so this goes on throughout this whole interchange. I think A is just kind of a I would say a very uncomfortable third wheel in this whole storyline. And as we near the end of it, though, we get ready to start shooting the TV series. And Gene ends up coming to go to the shooting of the TV series. And as he's preparing for that, he gets the idea to write a story because he doesn't really want to write a story off of the series that he's already created, the Arthur Beale novel that he's written, because he doesn't like where that's going. So he decides to write one about someone who is starting to make a movie off of a Beale drama and the kind of interplay that happens that's different than other genres, perhaps, and what that's like for the characters. And so he starts that novel and he gets approval from his publisher to write that novel instead of basically a sequel to the one that he's already done. And he then goes to the opening day for the filming of the engineering series that he's done and he doesn't go to the religious ceremony. I think it kind of makes him uncomfortable. Gene's not very much of a people person, so he ends up going to a coffee shop. As he is at the coffee shop, he ends up running into his old friend from college, because Gene is 28 years old at this point, and he graduated from college quite a while ago, but his old friend from college is now Numsib's manager. And so they start talking and visiting a little bit about their lives and what's happened since. And Numsib then comes in and he, he looks at Gene and says, well, you look very cute today. And Gene does not know what to do with Numsib. And, you know, I think that's a very understandable thing. At this point, I'm really not sure what Numsib is. Is he being, you know, is he just really like Gene or is he being... Is he have an ulterior motive? According to one of the synopsises that's available for this series right now, they say that, I think it's Asian, I don't know, it's one of the websites. You can go to if you Google, it's the top one for synopsis of Lovely Writer. They say that Jean is really a wolf in sheep's clothing. I really don't think that's going to be the case, though. I think what happens is Jean really, I'm sorry, not Jean, Nemesis is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I think what really is happening is Nemesib is just very intent on saying exactly how he thinks and feels, and he doesn't really give a hoot what anyone thinks. I kind of think this character is interesting. It kind of reminds me, in a way, of the character of... With Farm and Pedine, it reminds me a lot of Pedine, except more gregarious than Pedine is, because Nemesib has more of a sense of humor that's outgoing than Pedine does, but in the same way, they're both their actions toward the people they want to be with, whether you're talking about Pedine with Farm or whether you're talking about Numsib with Jean, is very similar. 
And I find that interesting because a lot of people try to beat around the bush with the people that they like, and these people just come straightforward and exactly say what they think, which is kind of funny and comedic. So anyway, Gene's sitting there at the coffee shop, not really knowing what to do with Numsib and what's he saying, what what does he mean, what is he doing, etc. And at this point in time, Numsib then Numsib and his manager then go to leave, and Gene goes to leave. And Numsib and his manager meet A in the parking lot, and A wants to go with Numsib to the campus. Numsid does not like this idea, but also Numsid's kind of polite and also knows that he's working with A in the production, so he's kind of got to deal with this. And Numsid's manager ends up really liking A's manager, who is a girl who rides this awesome motorcycle. And that's kind of where this series starts to roll down for episode one. At the end of the episode, Gene is at his condo or getting ready to go to his condo, and he gets a call from Numsib's manager that says, can I please meet you at your condo? Can you give me the address to your condo? Because I need to meet with you and I really don't want to talk about this over the phone. I just want to meet you at your condo so we can discuss this. And Gene's like, well, this is weird because I'm number one, not really a part of the whole movie that's being made off of this book. And number two, I've just met this guy who I haven't spoken to in eight years. I really don't see why we need to meet at the condo, but sure, you can come to my condo. So Gene ends up getting to his condo and meeting Numsib's manager and Numsib at the bottom of the condo in like the meeting area and at the first floor. They go up to the top to Numsib to Gene's apartment and Numsib's manager says, well, you know, Gene, you have three bedrooms here and there's only one of you. And Gene looks at Numsib and sees that he's got a rolling suitcase and he's going, my my, which means no, no. And this part, I think, in addition to the intro where he's sitting on the beanbag rolling his electric scooter around the room because he's bored, I think this part of the episode was one of the most hilarious because I totally could sympathize with poor Gene sitting there realizing that his world is about to change dramatically because there's someone that could be staying in his apartment that he does not know from Adam and doesn't really like. And this was an absolutely hilarious scene. Again, I don't know how this is going to play out because it ends in this episode, but I have to say the beginning with the beanbag, although the reason behind it, I totally did not like, but that scene was very hilarious in the acting of that scene. And also with Gene at the end of this episode, sitting there realizing, you know, He's kind of got this world, which, no offense, Gene's world is kind of a sucky world. I mean, he has a beautiful condo. He has a beautiful house he can go to as well. But he has no connections in his life. I mean, he has this dingleberry kid who kind of goes with him everywhere, makes sure he arrives on time to his schedule. But he does not have a life. He doesn't really have friends. He just basically sits there and writes stuff that he doesn't believe in. And he's getting ready to have his life altered tremendously because there's someone that's going to be coming and living at his place. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. It's a very interesting concept. If some of you want to go listen to my previous podcast on why Lovely Writer is so fascinating to me as a subject matter, because I think there's a lot of things with the BL drama. Number one, I don't see where we have to box it in. No offense, Anna has a big problem with this. Because it's really, it shouldn't be boxed in as a separate drama. I mean, it's a drama. Yes, there are two guys in it, but why do we have to call it BL? We don't call, you know, rom-coms um, straight, um, 
straight comms. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here. I'm simply saying I don't see the need for boxing everything in. All right, and we are back after that brief moment when the apartment doorbell rang. So anyway, but I think that the interesting thing about the Lovely Writer series is it's going to shed light on kind of, I mean, yes, it's fictionalized, but what is life like for people, especially in the BL drama world, where I think, I mean, the fangirl stuff with that is so difficult and I think hard to be an actor in that genre simply because of the fangirls. Now, I am sure that there are some actors in BL drama who absolutely love the fangirl thing, but I would also think that probably over half, I mean, I don't know, would probably find it a little difficult because it's really hard to have any kind of relationship when you have all that pressure on you from people who want to ship your character in a real relationship, which is totally awkward. I mean, I don't mean it weird. We don't sit there and say Tom Hanks should be with Meg Ryan because they were in all these rom-coms together. So why do we say that, you know, I don't know the two characters from like, uh, what's it called? Uh, for example, Dark Blue Kish should be together. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to Anna, and I think that this series is going to be really interesting and maybe make some of the people who are fangirls think a little bit more before they, you know, post on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or to the Facebook page and, you know, be a little more considerate about the actors and realizing that they do have lives that are their own and not something that really is even a concern of the public in a way. I mean, yeah, everyone has some things that, yes, they need to behave a certain way when they're in public. But I also think that the pressure that's on some of these people, especially considering that a lot of them are very young actors. I mean, like, for example, a lot of the BL actors are in their early 20s or sometimes even, you know, I think Perth Tanapon did Love by Chance when he was 17. I don't know. But anyway, so you're talking 17 to 22 years old. That is not a good time to have a lot of pressure put on you in life. And I think that this series might do a lot of good in how it addresses that kind of pressure and what that can do to a relationship. In this case, a relationship between Jean and Numsib, but also even in a relationship between like uh, actor and the girl that he might want to be with or the guy that he might want to be with. It wouldn't necessarily be like the writer of the series, like in this um, production and the lead actor of the series. But I think that this is going to be an interesting production simply because it's going to show that side of things and how hard and unkind that can be at times. Because that's the one thing about BL drama that Honor really doesn't like is people's behaviors toward the actors that are in these dramas, the fangirl thing, can get really, really controlling, I think is a good word for it. And, you know, it's one thing to like a character. I mean, I totally get that. But to expect them to behave that way in real life is, I think, a very wrong-headed thing to do. I mean, we don't do that with hardly any other kind of drama, so why should we do it with BL drama? But anyway, that is my review of Lovely Writer Episode 1. Again, I really didn't like this episode very much at all, except I loved the action in the beginning of the episode, and I really did enjoy the scene with poor Jean sitting there going, my, my, my world is collapsing, and no, I'm not having somebody stay in my three-bedroom apartment with me. So anyway, 
anyway, I would give this episode probably a 2 out of 10 just because it really wasn't my thing at all and it had a lot of the kind of hokiness that's associated with some lower quality BLs. I'm really hoping it improves in the next few episodes. I think the next episode is airing this Wednesday, peeps. Yay! I'm not exactly sure where you can see it. I tried to watch it on YouTube. It got blocked. I had to then go to another channel that had just uploaded it and I didn't get to see it until like literally... 13 hours after it aired in Thailand, and that made me really, really mad. But, you know, I, I I dealt with that. You know, we all have to work on our mantras and stuff, and mine is to stay calm while I wait for them to upload the thing because I don't read Thai, and um, I do read Thai, but not fluently. And so because of that, it's like, you know, i got to wait till the subtitles come, and it's going to be a little bit. So, But again, I'm going to drop a link in the description so you can go check out that um, video on YouTube. I'm not guaranteeing it's still up because of copyright and all that. But anyway, you can definitely check that out. I thought the English translation was pretty good on this overall for the subtitles. And again, I give it probably a 2 out of 10. Also, this is not one that I would recommend watching with children because there is some discussion that I really just don't think should be there for the kitties. I mean, everyone can make their own decision, but there are some things you might not want to have to assess with your 7 to 8 year old, I'm just saying. So anyway, again, I'm hoping that this definitely improves as it progresses. I also have noticed that a lot of times when things are slightly inappropriate in first episodes, they do get better by, you know, at least the fourth to fifth episode. They're okay again. So definitely, you know, I'm giving this one a chance and I will continue to leave reviews on it because it is a very popular drama series right now and it is currently airing. Also, for those of you who don't know, definitely check out this Wednesday on WeTV or Tencent Video, whichever one you have a subscription to, Fighting Mr. Second. I'm just saying it's coming out this Wednesday and if you haven't watched number one for you, binge watch it at all costs because that is a superlative BL series from Taiwan and I am totally setting my watch. I almost thought about taking time off from work so I could watch it as soon as possible, but I decided that was probably a bad idea. So anyway, it's coming out this Wednesday. It'll be on WeTV or Tencent Video App. Definitely check it out, peeps. With that, on and out. Bye!